Hello, and welcome to Mind of a Football Coach. Today we're going to be talking about adaptability and how uh, you can adapt your program, adapt your scheme, adapt your weight room uh, program to be able to get the most out of your players uh, because we're all trying to get ahead of the curve and do things that help our players uh, better than the next program. <clears throat> and we're trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, we're trying to maximize our players' potential uh, so that we can uh, ensure that we have the best season, the best football program possible. And I believe that's something that all of us are, are just trying to do on a daily basis. And all I'm going to do is offer up some thoughts on how I've been able to adapt as a football coach depending on the type of player that is in the programs I have coached at which have been a couple uh, in different states which has given me a decent perspective on what to do when you have certain types of uh, schools or you have certain types of players or a certain type of conference that you're in Uh, my first year as a defensive coordinator we were in a conference that was heavy wing T, uh, wing T all day long. Uh, and back then, that was in 2011, uh, we were 3-3 cover three, and cover three was a good coverage for us. I uh, brought a lot of pressure. Our coverage wasn't always the best, <laughs> right? We had three deep defenders and a curl flat player, uh, and a lot of times our drops for our inside linebackers were messed up because at that time I didn't drop just to landmarks on the field with those guys I was trying to replace blitzers and sometimes that gets crazy because you're got you're teaching your guy all week to play run play run play run and then they get a pass and oh where am I going <laughs> you know in practice it works because the coach is standing right behind them but uh, in a game when the bullets are flying uh, so to speak it doesn't necessarily happen the way you the way you draw it up now these days I would defend wing T a little differently I think cover three is still a solid solid choice in whatever front you're in. I've, anybody who's listened to, our, to this podcast knows I'm a big man-to-man guy. Now, we have played cover three, especially more last year, uh, trying to get eyes on the quarterback, get some double teams on vertical routes with the safety in the corner, uh, which is good stuff. And who knows you know, how we'll, what we'll look like going forward. You think you know until, I, I believe, like in the springtime, you know, guys get out and get running, and you, you understand, okay, this guy is naturally gifted to do this. Uh, maybe we can develop this guy into this. Maybe this guy, we thought he could play there, but no, nah, he needs to go play somewhere else. In the words of my friend, Coach Steve Edwards, uh, we need to find some guys a country. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. That was awesome. That was very well said by Coach Edwards. I went and met with him at 6.30 a.m. Uh, actually, a week ago today, and just talking some ball and getting some wisdom from somebody who's done it a long, long time at a high, high level uh, at George Washington High School in Charleston, West Virginia. He's a He's a great coach. I, I have nothing but, but good things to say about about Coach Edwards. Uh, so, you know, as we get into this thing, I want to start with a, with a quote by a guy named Charles Darwin. Now, I know that's a very polarizing figure. Uh, he can be somebody who people love or people hate. I'm just going to read a quote. <laughs> so, uh, please don't take this as an endorsement one way uh, or the other. So, he says, is this not, it is not the strongest that survive or the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. 
Um, I think that is awesome. I think that is beautiful. I think that speaks volumes into the world of coaching football. So I'm going to read it again. It says, he said, It is not the strongest that survive or the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. Uh, and I'm not going to act like I wouldn't found that. I saw something on Twitter, because I think Twitter's a football coach's dream as far as connecting with people and uh, sharing ideas. But I had a, a guy I follow on Twitter share a, uh, a picture of like a PowerPoint slide, and this was on it. It was from a major college football program. And if they are willing to change and adapt, right, guys that are at the top of the business – then we as high school coaches have to be willing to change and adapt. And I, I've mentioned this before on on the podcast, but I, I like systems. I do. I think if you have a school that you generally have the same type of players every year, I think that's a good thing to have. Uh, I have never been a head coach at a school that is like that. Uh, and I've rarely been a coordinator at a school that was like that, that our personnel tended to change greatly based on the class classes that were on your football team. Uh, so, for example, this past year, uh, we had eight guys that we could rotate at defensive line that were all about 230 and up. Uh, some of them were – two of them at least were above three bills um, and good players. One's going to play a major Division two football this next year. And – uh, that was a strength of our team, and we didn't really realize it until, until the last three games because we kept trying to find what do we do well, and we ended up playing good defense the last couple games of the year. Um, but this year, that size isn't necessarily there. Uh, you know, we maybe have a little more skill, um, you know, skill skill type players. So you got to figure out like what. What do you have every year? So the guys that have a system, and that's great. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I really wish that I could do that because it would make it a little easier. <laughs> but most of us at the high school level, uh, maybe we have a front we like. Maybe we will always have more D linemen than linebackers or linebackers than D linemen. Uh, but we have to change the, the different parts of that system on a consistent basis because – you know, in college and pro, the more I coach in high school, that college, the college and pro game is a totally different world. Uh, they are signing people to contracts or scholarships, and they can recruit what they want or sign what they want. Uh, at high school, we are molding what we do to young men that we are asking to play football that we can give nothing to. Uh, we can give them a great, uh, a great culture. We can, give, we can give them a great experience. We can give them a chance to go play college football. We can give them something that uh, inspires them to keep their grades up. But that nothing we can give them nothing like a scholarship or money. Uh, and so it's a totally it's a totally different different experience as a coach because I, I hear these coaches talk sometimes, and you know we we're not recruited a three technique. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't live in that world. Or, or the pro guys. We went out and signed the lockdown corner. Yeah, well, I'm just patrolling the hallways, right? So uh, that's something that is totally, totally different from high school to college and pro. And it, it requires us to be adaptable. It requires us as high school coaches 
to be the best coaches out there because we have to adapt to what we have every single year and to try to give our football programs a chance to be as successful as it can be. Now, the talent ceiling and the talent floor determine in high school generally how good a year you're going to have. If you just have better guys than the next guy, it really uh, it doesn't really matter. And if your guys just aren't as good, you can coach them up and you know the other guy has a guy that can break 10 tackles and go for 70-yard touchdowns about every time he touches it, then there's really no answer for that. But uh, you know we have to be adaptable and try to mold our stuff into what works for our dudes. And it's interesting you see at the college and high school level, excuse me, the college and pro level, you see things that start in high school creep their way in into those levels because I think high school coaches – you know, the good high school coaches are the best because they're having to figure out how do I get a guy that runs a four nine to be a starting wide receiver? How do I figure out how to have a, have a, how do I figure out how to have an effective offense when my starting right guard is five ten a buck seventy? Um, you know, how do I mold what I do, my scheme? How do I teach it in a way that helps him be successful? Which to me translates perfectly into teaching in public schools these days. You're trying to take kids that don't even want what you're selling a lot of times, which is education, right? Uh, and you're trying to help them realize the importance of it and help them to be the best that they can be. So there's a huge crossover between the classroom and, and, and high school football in my, in my experience in, in what, I've, what I've seen uh, teaching a couple, a couple of different, different high schools. So my next point is I have these written down on paper, right? I do this about every podcast, but I love it, right? You hear the, the paper. Yeah, paper's great. Pens. I have a Uniball uh, Vision. What's it called? Yeah, Uniball Vision. Fine. These are great. Great pens. Um, it says, the next point is, what needs to change? What needs to stay the same? I think that's, that's always the struggle. Uh, what do I change? How do I change it? What's too much? Uh, what's too much change? Because you have a base philosophy, but what is too much change? What is not enough change? when do you change you know that's that's always a hard one for coaches um, do we just keep keep grinding at what we, what we've been working on if it's not really working very well or, or do we change it up right and try to and try something new and I tend to drift towards to try something new not like something that's crazy or unsound but I think about the Super Bowl this last year the Patriots ran a couple defensive looks against the Rams that the Rams had not seen. And the Patriots won, held the Rams, who were scoring 32 points a game, three points in the Super Bowl because they had, they had presented them something, presented the, the Rams something they had not seen. And then I remember going into halftime of the national, national championship game between Clemson and Alabama, Nick Saban said that Clemson had done some copycat stuff of things that have worked against Alabama they had not run in the past. I think surprise is a great thing. Uh, now, I also think you have to have some core ideas that do not change so your players can play fast and they understand what's what's going on they can execute. I think having something up your sleeve is always is always a good uh, a good strategy. That's a that's an excellent one. Uh, next point, uh, you are either growing or dying. Um, I think that is, that is so true. There is movement in life and life of move, in, in movement. Um, and 
you have to always be adapting, always changing. If you just sit there and don't do anything, you get worse. So it's for us as coaches, it's watching film, it's talking to other coaches, it's being critical of what you did the year before. Um, it's trying to be the best coach you can be today, not resting on what happened yesterday and not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's trying to be the best coach you coach you can be today. And I, I wrote this down. Uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Stone, who's a pastor in the Jacksonville, Florida area, I hope he's listening to this podcast. So I have to tweet him and tell him he, he's mentioned by name. Uh, we were working out in 2012, and he talked about um, their church versus a different church, another church, and how the church that he is a part of and still is, um, the church of 1122, that they're like speedboats, and this other church is like a cruise ship. So, like, the speedboats can maneuver and change. They can get places faster than the cruise ships. The cruise ship's going to have to make sure everybody's comfortable and we're all in the same like the same thought process, right? Nobody wants to be surprised on a cruise ship by a cruise ship making this drastic turn, right? Um, and I feel like our football program is like a speed, like a speedboat. It's like you, if you need to make a change, make it now. Do it now. It may be uncomfortable. It may feel crazy, but do it. Don't just you know stick to the status quo and then oh uh, you know what makes your people feel comfortable and then you lose the moment uh, because the opportunity is only good for the life of the opportunity. And so you have to take advantage of that when it presents itself in a game, right? Maybe you change your weight program up because you want to see something a little different. Maybe you change some program philosophy because you want to get a little bit different reaction out of your players. Whatever that is, uh, you know, sometimes you have to be you have to be a speedboat instead of a cruise cruise ship. Uh, and that gets me to my next point: if it needs to be fixed, fix it now. Uh, that's that's something I'm big on. Let's fix it right now. Let's let's do it. Let's not put it off. It's so what you put off to tomorrow. A lot of times does not get done. Uh, there's no better time than the present. I'm sure a million people have said that before. But let's do it and let's do it now and let's do it really, really well. And I think that to just wrap up the the reason I did this podcast is because we're in like the doldrums of football, right? We're in, we're in February. Um, it's not even warm yet in most places in the, in the United States. It's kind of chilly. But I think I just wanted to do something that got people thinking, you know, like what do I, what do I do? How do I adapt? Maybe something I can look at that's new. I was looking at some some cut ups from a coach that won a state championship in another state today, and man, it just inspired me. I was like, man, we got to be adaptable. We got to be able to do some different things if if we need that to be done. Um, but the last thought I have is, how can we succeed to the best of our ability? Because ability does set the floor and it sets the the ceiling. But what can you do to maximize that ability? And maybe sometimes it doesn't set the ceiling. Maybe you can play a little bit of above, a little above your ability. Um, but generally, it's it's somewhere the ceiling is somewhere around um, the level of players that you have. Uh, but what can we do as a coach to maximize that? And that has been a driving force in my mind this entire offseason. Maybe it's a little bit of paranoia. (laughs) Maybe uh, I don't sleep as much as I should, right? Uh, I'm laying there in bed, but I'm not sleeping uh, because I'm sure most coaches are like this. I'm not saying this is just me, but 
what can we do to give ourselves the best chance to be successful? And whatever win-loss total that looks like for all the coach for all the coaches out there, I have no idea. I don't know how many games we're going to win or we're going to lose. I just know we prepare, we prepare, we prepare, we trust the process, and then we just let it rip on game days. Uh, if you're coaching a bunch on game days, you did not coach during the week. I had a, a coach tell me that years ago. That was 2009. No. Yeah, 2009 at a Glacier Clinic. Chris Selfo said that. He was a tight ends coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And that has stuck with me for 10 years and will stick with me probably the rest of my life. He was talking about Sundays, obviously, because he coached in the NFL. But if you're coaching on game day, then stuff did not get done during the week, and it was not the kind of productive week you need to have to be a good football program. So I hope these, these thoughts help. My coaches who are trying to stay warm, if you're up here in West Virginia or more north, and my coaching friends down south who it's warm all the time, good for you. Uh, I hope this enlightens your day.